0: Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. I'm so thrilled to share a new mini series here on the podcast called Spill the Tea. Join Molly McKinley and me for conversations about being intentional and confident in uncertain times and beyond. Molly is the CEO of Intentionalities and host of the Afternoon Tea Podcast. So in honor of our shared love of tea, Pull out your sassiest teacup, brew your favorite tea blend, snuggle into your coziest spot, and listen in on this hour of togetherness. Get ready to hear us sharing ideas too, best practices around, and, of course, highlighting our favorite people, brands, and initiatives positively serving humanity and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Without further ado... Let's spill the tea. Okay. Hello, world. We are live. It's Tuesday. And we are together in our hour of sacred conversation around our summer book club choice, which is Sophie Bashford's You Are a Goddess. I love that you have a book now, Holly. I'm so happy oh, that you have your book. Uh, oh, we, this
1: book. Mm,
0: it's a hard copy book. Need it. Mm. So, so good. This week, we're actually talking about Mother Mary, Jesus' mama, and all of the things that we've learned about Mary, it, not only in Sophie Bashford's book, but also through our studies with Megan Watterson and a few other uh, female theologians who have done extensive research in tracking the story of Mary of Nazareth. Um, but of course, before we get into that, I know that you have some breathing for us, Ms. Molly.
1: We're going to do a funny breath, a funny breathing tonight. Um,
0: a called, funny breathing?
1: Uh, yes, it's called beads breath or Brahmari Pranayam. You're okay. <laughs> and the reason why is because it's healing. It's a healing breath, and this nurturing, healing self care um, is really um, I think the essence of what Mary teaches us right so um, we're gonna start with Pranayam so we're gonna take um, like our moose hands you know and um, we're gonna stick our thumbs in our ears this is like I feel like this is like the Griswolds right and then you just kinda oh put your hands my like gosh I'm gonna get edited off of Facebook they're going to cut us off. Um, but this is actually a real, real thing. Um, but I'm going to explain it before we do it because it's a little hard because I, I don't want to not hear you uh, with my thumbs in my ears. So okay, <laughs> we're going to put our thumbs in our ears. You put your thumbs in your ears and just rest your head like this. And then we're going to breathe in deeply. And then we're going to make like a buzzing noise, like a mmm, like almost like a mmm sound, right? Okay. And the intent, And I want you to close your eyes. And while you're making that mmm, The focus is on the vibration that we're creating inside. And almost imagine visualizing this vibration, just sort of knocking things into place, moving things around within us, sort of recalibrating, if you will. So.
0: Okay, I'm ready.
1: Ready? Okay. (laughs) I love that you're game for this. So, all right, so for friends. This is so going to be our um... cover
0: image. I can see it already.
1: So for friends who are on the audio, thumbs are in the ears, fingertips are on the head and really press so that we can actually um, close off the ears. So we don't hear extra sound. We're really listening for the vibration inside. So close the eyes and start to hum. And if you breathe, just breathes, breathe in start again. it was a little silly but did you hear did you feel the harmonics when we were doing it together I
0: love it it totally reminds me of that um, now the name is escaping me of that show about the motherland have you watched that
1: no, not yet.
0: Oh, it's about this, this covenant. It's how it's totally upside down world, Molly. And women and witches are the warriors. They're like the army and they protect the United States. It's called the motherland oh. and oh, it's all okay, through well, their voice. They, um they, they vocal vocalize. That's their, their powers come through their vocal cords. And so they like, hold hands and they, they, like resonate these amazing sounds so that's totally like that's what they remind me of i was like oh my gosh
1: what are we gonna break bramari pranayam and we got the harmonics right so like the sacred sound of the universe is the om a-u-m or om but when you are with a loved one or anyone really but for me like when i do it with my children the harmonics are so incredibly strong that mm. um, it's really beautiful, um, and you're just uh, t- tuning into uh, the same vibration. Um, okay, so we need beautiful. to add that to the retreat. Oh, the
0: the breath, the breathing, the oming. The oming, the the yes,
1: sacred sound. The sacred sound. Oh, yeah, and we can actually bring in um, sound bowls. Yes. And stuff too, and do a whole. <gasps> oh no! Come back! Come back! Come back! Come back.
0: <laughs> but yes, we can do bring sound bowls. Maybe we invite everyone to bring their own sound bowl if they've got it. We can do a blessing on that. That would be amazing. Yay, here she is. Here she is. Yay. And yes, we can totally um, bring sound bowls.
1: <laughs> I, told, I told you we would get booted from Facebook. We were like, <laughs> like right. what are
0: you doing over there, you ladies? The patriarchy is like,
1: no harmonics. No nope. tuning in to high five. Because they know the
0: motherland. They know that they show. Know. It's pretty intense. Um, but I love the idea. And I was saying, well, while you were re-entering, I said we could invite everyone to bring, you know, if they have a a, uh, a singing bowl that they could travel with and we could bring them all together and create a really beautiful uh, circle. That would be so fun. I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And anything that has to do with our voices, Coming together. Mm. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Well, that's very biblical.
1: Yes, that's what singing is. It's alignment, sound vibration.
0: Yes. You know, it's so. This is so funny um, because I remember probably about ten years ago, like mm, fifteen years ago, maybe now, when Andrew and I were kind of trying to figure out where our faith was going to meet as a couple. where we going to, you know, what church we wanted to plant in, and I remember being so stunned at some of the churches that it was all men leading worship. I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, like this is female territory. Like it to me, like there should always be a female voice on stage when, when leading worship, because there mm-hmm. is something so divine about the feminine voice. And, mm-hmm. and there are so many beautiful scriptures on the you know, women coming together to sing and dance together to To heal a community, right? Um, and so, yeah, it, it took us a while till we found a place that had, you know, equal representation, like, even on the stage for singing. I was like, uh-uh. "That's a that's a hard pass for me. <laughs> Gotta have ladies on the stage." Um, so, really quickly, I we we usually don't really talk about what's in our glass when we're drinking wine, but um, first of all, oh, you're a your glassy baby. I have my glassy baby from you yes and i
1: have a glassy baby too
0: hey uh, you can't cheers. see what's it in, what's inside I, I call her ginger yes cheers um i call this one ginger and she has inside of her one of the um I, i've spoken about naked wines a few times i'm one of their wine angels so i participate in uh, like crowdfunding if you will like we raise it's actually angel investors for small winemakers Uh in order to do the work. And this is made by Alexandra Barber. She is an amazing up-and-coming, she's a younger female winemaker. And it's Uh Chenin Blanc. And it is so delicious. I mean, it's dangerously delicious, if you know what I mean. Like, you kind of just want a long glass straw.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Those, those <laughs> are the kind of, and that gets me into trouble. That's what I say. They're a little bit dangerous,
0: but the good kind of dangerous. Uh, so it, and oh, the most important part was that it's her Miriam, her Miriam, mm. Sh- Shannon Blanc. And we are talking about Mary, Mother Mary. And Miriam was actually back in the day that the Hebrew name for Mary was Miriam. And so mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I'll have, a bo- I'll, have a, I'll have a bottle of that. I'll have a glass of that. <laughs> I have a <laughs> <yeah>. slip, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was a radiant slip, whoopsie. Um, <clears throat> anyways, uh, I love the breath. I love that Facebook was like freaked out about the the harmonization. Um, so <laughs> let's dig into Mary, because she is in the, the, the book that of course we've mentioned many, many times that we're in the middle of reading, uh, the You Are a Goddess book, it's chapter two. And we, we did go a little bit of out, of, out of order because we can because we are wild women who go in whatever order we want. And we celebrated Mary Magdalene last week because it was Mary Magdalene's feast day on Thursday, uh, which was amazing. I saw I love seeing all of the posts in so many of the groups that I'm part of. Uh, but we are back to chapter two, and we're talking about the other big Mary in the Bible, especially in the Christian community. Uh, and so we're actually, if you go in the order of the book, we, lo- we go from Kali, right? Remember Kali, uh, big, like, Destructor with the you know the demon head and the skulls around her neck into yes. mother mary. And yes. I, what did you say before we went live like um destruction to nurture or something like that? What did what did you yeah, Well
1: I well I mean this resonates with me in terms of my own life walk this minute, right? Like when things are falling to the ground, you're still being held, right? And so held yeah, and to me that's what Mary um the goddess Mary represents, right? It's that feminine aspect of Nurturing and being held, even when you're on your knees, or maybe yes. even mostly when you're on your knees, right? Because Kali going to take down everything that no longer serves, just cutting away the, you know, the the chafe, the chafe, the chaff. What is it? The
0: chafe. I think you're right.
1: Yeah, the chafe. Not chaff. And getting yeah. you to the. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be. Something Burning cool. off
0: your outer layers.
1: Yes. The outer layers. Right. And then, you know, you leave there with your, you know, your raw self and you're being held there. Um, Yes. You know,
0: the child. Yes. Being held and being held. Right. It's kind of like speaking your peace and holding peace. Uh, I love that. And there's a song that um, by Casting Crowns, I don't know if you listen to them, but they sing the song around um, just be held. And it is
1: oh, yeah. Actually, that was just shared on my Facebook, and like I was bawling my freaking eyes out. Oh I yeah, mean, I was yeah. having convulsions.
0: Yeah, that song. I mean, that has that song has held me through my my dogs dying, through you know just the the when I heard no's and I wanted to hear yeses. You know those those just desperately sad moments. It's such a great song. Uh, I'm glad that that uh, it was shared with you. It is, it is it really is? But it, you definitely need tissue. When you're listening to that, or just oh, get ready for well, like, like the most divine ugly cry face ever
1: well, that's <laughs> it, but that's also I want to discuss the tears right because Mary yes. is also about our emotions and our wells of you know like the 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 sacred well of women you know is our womb, right, and you know we have you know our tears, the water of the tears, the water of you know our our feminine aspects, right? Like sort of owning all of these parts and getting back in tune with this stuff that society has said is, um, you know, we shouldn't talk about, right? Like, and it's like, no, like that's, that's our femininity. That's the stuff we own, right? So. Yes. And
0: one of the things that I love about the um, kind of the ancillary content we've consumed about Mary, uh, and in particular about the mother Mary, right. Is that, and I, and I think that it was not only in, uh, some of the, the podcasts about this book, but I believe also with our burning woman, I'm trying to remember the woman who the name of the woman who wrote burning woman.
1: Oh gosh. The, uh,
0: shooty, shoot, shoot. I got to look it up. Cause got to say her name, must say yeah. her name, always say her name. Uh, Lucy Pierce.
1: Oh, this is nice. uh, she, yes.
0: yes, she talks about it too. Uh, Carolyn Miss ta- Mess—I always want to say Miss Mess—talks yeah. about it as well. Bye. That that our that our being a mother or birthing something isn't only about birthing humans either, and that women have. We we've talked about the archetypes. We've talked about the divine feminine energy and how it is about creating, right? And so creating, yes, our yes. bodies can create life. Our, our, our whole spirit can also create new projects, can create peace, love, and harmony in a community. Like we have the ability to create life with our voices, right? Yes. And, so, well, and, and the
1: creative center, the, the chakra, the um, sacral chakra is the, the vortex of creation, of creativity. Yes.
0: yes. And why it is so important for us as women to make sure that we're clearing that. That yes. it's that we are keeping our that that um, channel of creativity open because the the things and that that relates to Mary right the emotions the feeling that um, I, I remember even that not the non-rational awareness we talked about the rational irrational and non-rational right like the yeah. ability to see things right for um, for something larger than what is expected right and certainly regardless of if you believe that mary was you know a virgin mother right and that was one of the big big ahas for me something i had never heard until i was you know 40 something years old that th- that in the stories in christianity for the first 431 years of the story of christ mary was not talked about as a virgin or immaculate conception that was actually an invention of the ch- the church in four thirty one A.D. They turned her into a, a virgin, and yeah. as we talked about last week, you know, sixty years later, the next pope was like, "Hey, I'm going to turn Mary Magdalene into a whore." So, so it's important for us to unlearn what we've learned about these two women, these two Marys, yeah. because they were both.
1: They're on polars, They're, they're poles, right?
0: Yes. Well, and and we. Women since then have been held to this standard, oh, right? Yes. You must be a, a virgin bride. Sure. Yes. And, but then you must satisfy your husband immediately in bed, or, you know, you are not a good yeah. wife, right? Yeah. Like it's, um, it's so, so interesting the yeah. learning, right? The learnings and then the unlearning and the, re, the remembering of these stories to honor these women. Um, but that she is such a sacred character in in the story of Christianity. I mean, I remember being, I was raised Lutheran, I'm gonna say that again. Uh, and I remember hearing how they how the, the Catholic Church revered Mary so much. And we were taught like it was kind of weird that they did. Mm-hmm. Like it was it, it wasn't right. Like they they talked too much about her. And so mm-hmm. we we didn't talk about her mm-hmm. as much, right? And and now looking back, I think, wow, you know, the layers, hmm. the layers of that, wow,
1: wow. I, I agree. I, I've always, always been drawn to Mother Mary, um, mostly mm. because I like the ritual of a Catholic church, um, yes. just because it doesn't, it's regardless of the language, um, you, know, you, <laughs> I, you know, you can kind of follow Um and so I've always found sacred space in churches with the the Mother Mary, and actually I have them all over my house um, as well. But um, for me, it's a very acceptable archetype, right? It's the bridge between the goddess work and acceptable religion of because, um, or uh, really? not acceptable, accepted, right? Or safe religion. Yes. Right. Um, and I think that is one of the reasons why it's, it's been such, she has been such a profound symbol or, um, archetype in my world. Um, but, you know, stepping back, you know, where we're really talking about this is the mother archetype, you know, and it is the virgin mother, right? But it's the mother archetype. And in the goddess studies, you really are, the goddesses are really defined as either the maiden, the innocent, the, the sort of... You know the youth, um, the mother, which you know, which is you know nurturing and you know sort of that that sort of. I would say the the most um, that idea of the mother archetype being like such a um, celebrated, esteemed, respected. Yes. You know, like our society, like honors the mother, right? Um, and really, and really lifts up um the the attributes related to mothering, right? And then the final um, archetype is the crone, right? The, um, or the sage, or the, the hag. You which, yeah, you know, however, uh, but, you know, honestly, owning the hag, what is the hag, right? It's the, it's the outcast, right? The woman who no longer serves, you know, society and has, you know, given everybody the the big finger and and goes into the <laughs> wilderness <laughs> because my she knows finger. better, right? Well, and it's,
0: I'm, yes, and, and for those of wife you... Yeah, and I think that it's important, you know, um, we've talked about the, those different stages along the way, right? The, the maiden, the mother, and, and the, uh, the crone or the sage, you know, the seasoned woman. And I, I shared this with you earlier this week that I, you know, you, Facebook gets to, you know, gets familiar with us and they serve us up things. And from time to time, I'm like, yes, I would like what you just served up. And it yes. was this, this reminder of uh, one of uh, Clarissa Pinkola Estes' books, mm-hmm. The Dangerous Old Woman. Mm-hmm. And she talks about this exact thing, right? That this um, embracing the dangerous old woman and dangerous doesn't mean what we've, what we've made it to become. Right. Yeah, what, and why does not mean
1: what we've made it become either? Right,
0: right. right. Uh, and that that where where we can find the connection, like I, I think about. These like other cultures, not not necessarily like American, like people who were who are born here, but I think about like we've got so many amazing Eastern Indian families and there's like three generations, four generations living under the one roof. Right. And yeah. how. You can see the different roles all the women have, even from the outside, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and how these the matriarchs, the mothers, the mother's mothers, mother, <laughs> the grandmother or the great grandmother, their role, you can see it in even when they're sitting on chairs in the driveway. There's a, a revering that happens that, that I do wish that I'm, we had I- enough.
1: Yeah. Oh gosh. I mean that to me is such a huge gift. Mm-hmm. You know, I would love I would love that. Um
0: You would love to be revered when you're a great granny.
1: Uh well yes, but I would love to have like living under the same roof with the women in your family, right? Like to have that kind of connection. You know, we're like we're so independent, right? Like everything has yes. to be alone and you know yes. that's well, and, and I
0: think part of that is that we are taught that we are supposed to be that way. Like, I mean, even biblically, like a, a man shall leave his mother and a woman leaves her home, right? Like like we're supposed to cut the ties with our parents according, like biblically wise, right? And and that there is this layer of, like we took it too literally, I think. The white people took I, it too literally. <laughs> When we, get, when we got on those ships, we took it to literally, because you look at <laughs> other, other, other cultures, even like the cultures where, where Christianity was born, right? In you know, Turkey and Israel and these places where it is multi-generational and they, they, it takes a village to raise a family. And it is based on a lot of the things that we learn about this archetype of Mary, um, the mother Mary, right? Unconditional love and forgiveness, connecting to our feelings, you know, healing. Through tears, which I know that we definitely want to talk about, mm-hmm. um, and and that idea of not only being a compassionate witness to mm-hmm. others, but also having this nurturing of the inner child, of allowing that inner child to to, um, to come out and play, right? And I think when you are the only parent in the house, when you are the only adult in the house, and you're raising children, you don't have the the opportunity to release, and and step into that. Like it, there is no space for that, cause you are always the parent.
1: And always doing right. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah I know it, I, I feel that deeply actually. Um, I do want to like, when we talk about the child archetype, um, you know, Caroline mess really does a beautiful job defining the different types of child archetypes because there are different ones. Um, yes. Oh shoot! Sure. I wish right? I would have got my cards yeah, well, most people think of just the child as a child, right? but there's the wounded child, right? There's the orphaned child or abandoned child. There's the innocent child or like the magical child, the divine child. Um, and then there is also the um, I think dependent child um, and then sort of the nature spirit child, right. Yes. But you know, there's all these different archetypes of um, of the child and understanding the difference, right? Because we all have, there's four primary archetypes, the child, the saboteur, the victim, and the prostitute. Every single one of us has those four universal archetypes that show up in our lives at different points, right? Yes. And the child is one of them, but you usually have one of those, right? And really for me, having done some really deep shadow work um, and shadow work is really just code word for looking at the shit that you're unwilling to look at. Right, the stuff you've been unwilling to see about yourself that's what shadow work is, or,
0: or that you've been told, shh, shh, don't
1: talk about that. That's it, it's like taking a big fat mirror and going into your deepest, darkest, dirtiest recesses like one of those like mirrors, like that you have at the dentist, you know, with a little mirror on the thing, you know, Ooh. like going deep and looking in and, and saying, Show me what I have been unwilling to see about myself. <laughs> I mean, this is totally so topic. Did you ever what see did Fried? Green, did you ever see Fried Green Tomatoes? I did, but like a hundred years ago.
0: Okay, so there's this scene when the main character and her her name is escaping me. She was also in misery. uh anyways, the 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 character. <laughs> yeah is like in this kind of like loveless marriage, her husband's like drinks beer and eats TV dinners in front of the game. And so she decides to like take this like feminine energy class and they make yeah. all of the women bring out mirrors and look at their vaginas mm-hmm. because none of them have looked at their vaginas before.
1: I remember that. Who hasn't looked at their vagina? Come on. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, women who were you know it? born in the 40s and 50s, obviously,
0: I mean... But it was, it, but it's that same kind of idea, right? Like we've been taught that, like that's an unclean part of our bodies, right? Our periods are dirty, like this whole thing, and we have to reclaim that and say, Mm-mm. like, no, I
1: mean, want to know,
0: like, I want to know what I look like. I want to know the dark inside. I want to know what I look on the outside. Like that, I should know what I look like. I should know who yes. I am. Yes. I think that's so beautiful. Yeah, and I own mean, it. But yes.
1: It. Yeah. Well, and also there's the vagina monologs and they also do the same thing in, in that um play, right? <laughs> yes. They yes. The mirrors. there's a lot of people who are just really self-unaware and it's like, girls, come on. It's you know
0: it's so little different than your hands. No, there's a woman on Instagram who does molds for you.
1: Oh. We like could do that as uh, <laughs> a
0: that might be a little too far. I'm open. But but the but the point I mean, is, is,
1: we that just lost our sponsor dollars. That's it. We it's just lost our sponsor. Dollars.
0: I don't know. Maybe she should sponsor <laughs> us, but I, but I think the point is, is 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 you know stepping into where it's uncomfortable is is really what I'm hearing you talking about, right? Like whether it's you know taking a look at, at your vagina, whether it is you know cracking open your heart center and saying what what pain pockets are stuck in there, like why am I repeating this over and over this habit this behavior that keeps showing up that that now you might have because of course you've burned those outer layers with Kali, mm-hmm. right that mm-hmm. you can now say all right mother mary this beautiful archetype um, how do i heal this inner child that i'm now that that's now so much closer to the surface how do that's i it. actually do that like what is the process mm.
1: Well, and I think that goes back to the sacred tears, right? And we've said this before, but that, you know, water has memory, right? And there's been a lot of scientific studies that, you know, water actually responds, right? So, um, but all things, water goes back to source energy, right? So tears are by nature sacred, you know? That's part of the reason why I think you and I are bathletes is the fact that there's just an intuitive understanding of the sacredness of water as really sort of wrapping you in source um you know and that's so
0: good oh that's giving me goosebumps right
1: isn't it it's true so though good. right well i'd you know? love to so, read I, on,
0: oh, so I, i'd love to read on page 98 because we're we keep kind of talking about kind uh, talking to this kind of around it but one of the things that sophie talks about in the book and it's under the connecting to our feelings part which is what leads into the releasing of the tears, which it leads into the the healing of that inner child. She says, the mass suppression of feminine energy system has made it harder for women to feel comfortable with expressing their feelings, and and I would say harder for anyone, in particular those who have a, a very a higher level of feminine energy in them, um, makes them feel un. It, it's harder for them to feel comfortable with expressing their feelings and accepting their emotional tides as an innately sacred healing and wise part of their beings. A vital part of revalu- revaluing the feminine spirit involves recognizing the healing and spiritual strengthening that can come from acknowledging our feelings matter. Mary mm-hmm. gives us permission to cry our tears without shame or apology. And and then I love how she, how Sophie then says like, remember, if if you were ever that child who was told you're such a crybaby, if you were ever that person sitting in HR who was getting advice from HR like don't cry, don't cry, it's not professional to cry. Mm-hmm. Like that's the patriarchy, that's misogyny, mm-hmm. that's patriarchy, that's BS. Our tears are are God given, right? Mm-hmm. And so I. You know, I know we we've gone back and forth in our careers between working in corporate structures, being entrepreneurs, going back to being entrepreneurs at, at at organizations, and you know, you recently like walked back in to the corporate structure with Rate My Agent. And one of the things I remember us talking about, Molly, that I thought was so beautiful was that you share that it's like a place where you can be who you are. Hmm. It's a place where you can be who you are. Like you can be. Molly with her wild silver hair and her, you know, Vesica Pisces on her chest and her mala beads on her, on her wrists. And you don't, you're not required to show up in uh, Donna Karen hosiery and suit.
1: Yeah, no, that's just, yeah, that's, that's not the culture. I mean, you know, Mark, Mark was (laughs) flip-flop. I mean, even when we do with the awards, he has his tuxedo with his flip-flops, you know? Um and so there is that there definitely is that. You know, I think um... I <laughs> love him. I know, right. Um the here's the thing is this has been a very very hard lesson that I have learned recently. I am not a very emotional person. I I do connect with people, but I'm not emotional, right? And I had a couple of experiences back to back to back to back that kind of just showed me um how unemotional or how frozen I actually was, which, um, was very jarring, right? That like, mm. I really was not feeling, I was managing, right? Yeah. You were manipulating your emotions. I totally was. And for me, it's like, oh, it's all, I'm on, I'm on this. It's good. It's all okay. Right. And it stays like very surface, right? And not really dicking, dicking. That's a I <laughs> <need to> slip. <laughs>
0: Digging. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's hilarious. Oh, we lost two people with that one. <laughs>
1: oh man, this is not, this is hysterical. No more wine. We've got to go back to our teeth. That's too funny. Which I also have here because I have like, you know, I'm still on the clock. Um so yeah, the digging deep into the emotion, right? And when I started to actually dig is when I broke the, I, I broke it in, and then I started to like. I became this like gusher of tears, right? And at first, I had so much shame around it. Like I was like, "What's wrong with me? Why am I so? Um, why am I crying like this?" You know? And then I'm like remembering, mm, you know, that this yeah. is the process of of becoming, right? You need to step through it. You need to feel the feels, yep. because those are the signs. Of the work, right
0: Well, she talks about that I, I, she um, when Sophie writes the when we heal our emotions, we also start to loosen the grip of our shadow, the fearful aspect of us that is negative, sabotaging, and over controlling it's yes. she says this is a vital piece of self development work that we will look into that, that we do dig into she digs into the book, but I think the point is is that. Inside the archetype of Mother Mary in the the archetype of the mother right that, yep. that Mary represents in so many different aspects in particular in the Christian religion but in many other places you hear people talk about Mother Mary I mean the Beatles for crying out loud saying about her um, yeah but that that mother the, the mother archetype encourages women to recontact. so again the remembering she she encourages women to re contact their deep emotional reservoirs and experience experience listen in ladies experience the cleansing transforming power of allowing feelings to move and breathe yes like mic drop right there that, like allowing it, right? them to move and breathe not trapping them right not creating a pain pocket, like they talk about in in Untethered Soul, right? It's, it's about feeling it,
1: (gasps) like. Compassionate uh, witnessing and then releasing. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. It sounds so easy, Molly. Oh, it's hard. It's hard as work. It's hard as hell. It is hard as hell. And it's hard as hell to do it, to remember, you know, I, and I think like, for me, like that compassionate witnessing is the key because. Whether we are showing up and being present, you know, we're being for someone else is as a compassionate witness, when we're not projecting our own fear, our own beliefs, our own ideas onto someone else's story and experience, but just showing up and being and holding space, right? Becoming a container for someone else, right? Yeah that yeah. is one way and we don't really show up for each other that way because most of the time we're not just holding being a container for someone to experience things we are projecting mm. right the other part of being compassionate witness is when we're in the throes of the thing being able to step aside again soul that you know fully divine fully human and having that watcher inside our soul our spirit or whatever you know we whatever we name it to be able to bear witness to the experience of the body and the material world, yes, yes, without judgment. So it's it's I'm on the ground, weeping like a shaking, screaming and howling at the world, and being like, oh, she's releasing, and not being like, get off, you know, you're weak, you know. Or, that's hush, not hush, actually. don't cry. That's it. It's all okay. You're oh, fine. Gosh, don't cry. Everything's going to be okay.
0: Be yeah, yeah. happy. Give me
1: You're
0: happy. <sighs> I, and and no, there is no shame in the fact that we have done that in the past. But now that we know better, right? Thank you, Maya Angelou, for your wise words. Like, once we know better, we have the choice yes. to do better. We, can, we don't necessarily do better.
1: But yes. now we can
0: make better choices, right? And and I love that, love that distinction in, in that quote, right? It's not once you know better, you do better. It's once you know better, you have the that opportunity. And for those of you who haven't read the book yet or are thinking, like, what the heck, compassionate witnessing? What the heck is that? Sophie does give a, a really um, a beautiful kind of definition. She says, being a compassionate witness to someone is a role that honors and acknowledges their suffering without trying to, wait for it, rescue them from difficult feelings. To witness someone's pain with compassion means that you are present with their experiences, but don't attempt to make it good for them. Talk them out of their feelings about it or find a solution to their problems. Come on now. We're
1: containers. We're containers for each other.
0: We hold each other. And guess what? Not everyone's gonna do that for us. No. Like, I, I think we're lucky if we find one or two people on this planet who will do that for us. And, well, and, and that's, all, that's all we need.
1: You have been that for me because I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm walking through a very dark chapter of my life, right? And your little text that you send me in the morning, good morning goddess, right? Reminds me that I'm 100% worthy exactly as I am. It's not anything I have to earn from you, right? That you're just yeah. seeing me. In my divinity, yeah. my fully divinity, you know, my fully humanness. And that my humanness is all part of my um, lessons, my learning, my becoming. And there's no judgment or there's no shame or there's no finger pointing and there's no shoulds and there's no shushes. Yes. It's that you're walking the walk, right? Yes. Yes. That everything <sighs> is unfolding exactly as it should for you, right?
0: Yes. Well, and and I, I believe... And I feel all in one that when you can be a compassionate witness, that there is something magical that happens with how you see the other person as well. Like if you're actually wearing this hat, if you're actually sitting in this place where you're being a compassionate witness, like I'm seeing you do the work. And so there's no way. like it would be very difficult for me to find a a space of judgment around what you're doing because it is Mm. such divine work. Right. Does that make sense? Am I making sense when I'm saying that? Like, like, so, so I think that's, that's the difference. I think that, because I think some people can be really great listeners. However, in their, in their listening, they're judging mm. versus being this, being the witness, which I think is more important than being the listener.
1: Oh, like, I totally agree.
0: And and again, it's not we don't need a gaggle of compassionate witnesses. We w- no. witnesses witnesses. Um, we need one or two people that we can go to. And and I think that that person can be different in different seasons. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh gosh, that's reminding me of something that my girlfriend Rebecca sent me today. Uh, It says, I was was asked, who's your best friend? And I said, I don't know. I don't use language like that anymore. It doesn't fit. I have friends that hold the keys to different doors of my personality. And some open my heart, some my laughter, some my sin, some my civic urgency, dot, dot, dot. And I think that, that, um, that we can have these different archetypes, these different connections in our life. Mm-hmm. And, and we need to make sure that we have the mother Mary as part of that, as part yeah. of that group, because we need that person that we can come to that, that is ready to be that compassionate witness, that container. I love that word that you use container. It's so good.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, a container is a really a great visual, right? Because when we, we, because if we understand that we're all energy beings, right? Part of being a, uh, effective, productive, um, human is being able to contain and direct your energy with intent right Mm. and not just you know blow it out it's about (sighs) focusing you know and I always say and I said this again we're going to be lasers or we gonna be light bulbs you know you need to be able to focus and direct your energy if you need to you know or you can shine your light and just be bright and share it and diffuse your energy but we have that control to be intentional about how we show up in our spaces right? and we can dial that in as needed so that we are effective for what's needed in the moment. Right.
0: Mm. But
1: part of the Mary story for me, that is really, really critical is, you know, I, you know, I am a mother of human children. Um, and. You children are children. another one
0: who's driving.
1: Holy smokes, yes, yes. Watch know, out North right? Carolina. <laughs> yes. Stay off the roads. I mean, yeah. I'm actually kind of serious. Don't, don't drive. But, you um, no, actually, <laughs> she, needs, <laughs> she needs a little more practice. Um, is, you know, like the true, like understanding that, you know, of, of um, like wearing your heart outside your body, right? And I think the mother's love, and again, this is not, this is, there's all the different ways that we can experience this, but, you know, is, is you know, being able to see, I, I kind of lost my thought, actually. I'm not going to lie. Well, this I'm is, like, I know I know what it is, because you were talking about the, the mother's love,
0: like seeing yourself through your mother's eyes, right? Because you were talking that's about it. this before. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I think <laughs> I'm like that's what happens when it's like, you know, 10 o'clock and I still have two hours of work to do. But I, I think that that part of the mother story or the Mary story, you know, and and being able to, you know, and, and see the circumstances for what they are like my my kids could really like I have their back a hundred thousand percent right like there is just really nothing that they could do um that would that would affect because they are my hearts outside of my body right like, yes yes
0: and you have you shown know? them that passion for who they are all of yeah. them I, I mean think, the stories I that you've told do. me it's yeah oh yeah and, and if honestly even if they don't see it that way now because of course they're teenagers with with the ability to roll their eyes into the back of their head, uh, they'll experience it more every year <laughs> as they age, right because oh, yeah. Yeah. that's how it is you know you look back and you think, oh my gosh what my mom I mean your children you will be the revered granny i I see it I can see well, it clearly as day.
1: I hope so, because I think my kids know more than anything that if I I would absolutely fight for them, no matter what, no matter what that, and that's the other part of this mother story, right? Is we've really been talking about this nurturing, compassionate aspect. Mm. And that really is what, you know, Mary is associated with, you know, the ivory goddess, purity, innocence, you know, all of those. But the mother aspect is also fierce.
0: Yes. Preach it. Go, 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 go.
1: Right. And that part is something that I think is that part of the story is way undertold in our society, you know, and we show up fiercely for each other. like, you know, Mary was at the cross at the, at the foot of the cross, right. You know, yes. like to be able to hold space for something so tragic and desperate, right. And to be able yep. to stand there and look at that right in the face, the courage and the, and like really that it, I mean that's just full badassery, right? To not look away, right? And just to stand To not there look and away, to witness. not
0: walk away. Yes.
1: Yeah, I mean like that's fierce, and that part of it, you know, and like with my kids, you know, like they've they've had some shit that they've had to deal with, right? And like they know that no matter what, like the Kraken will come out, you know. <laughs> Release the Kraken. <laughs> right, like, I it, it will come out and you do not want to be on the receiving end of the Kraken. No, you will lose. Um, you know, and I, you know, it is, you know, it is. And again, like, you know, what is this? It's complicated. It's complex. It's multi-layered, right? Yes. But yes. The is mother what... is
0: multi-layered. I think that's yes. so beautiful. Uh, you know, one of the things that we, we didn't, we haven't talked about yet is when she talks about the touch of Mary Yes, and and that the how how the mother archetype is quintessentially nurturing, unconditionally loving, and validating, and it, it, that it kind of reminded me like the touch part. How when Andrew and I were in Spain and we were touring through all of these outrageously and ornately decorated. I mean. The, like it, church is not a word that you can use. I mean, they were works of art.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you,
0: you yeah. walk in and it's like it's like a holy, sacred art, like a living piece of art. And I, we did a couple of tours, of course, and we went out to Toledo, right, which is, was originally the um, I kind have of the main, like the central part of Spain. And like it's where the original churches were built. And so we're in this this church and we're 23 and I mean to your point about the Mary statues in your home, I mean, there had to have been a hundred inside there. I mean this one building. Yeah. I mean they I were everywhere. It. Like everywhere. But there was one and I and I pulled up the photo, I'll share it in the show notes. But this oh, is yeah. it's called it's called the White Mary. And yes, that's
1: actually very famous. I studied that in college.
0: Very, very, very famous. It is the most beloved statue of Mary. And mm-hmm. for those of you who are who can see this in the video, uh, it is the only statue of Mary where where Jesus is touching her chin, where Mary is touching the body of Jesus, and they are looking at each other and smiling. And why it's, it's so important funny. is it's is, is playful, it's connected, it's very nurturing. It is, they are looking upon one another with love and, and they believe, I mean, the, 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 the reason it's so beloved is because every other statue of Jesus and Mary, Jesus is more of a seat. She's more of a throne that Jesus is sitting on mm-hmm. uh, and he's looking out, he's not actually looking at her. They're not engaging. Mm-hmm. She is kind of this, like his throne, right? And mm-hmm. he is looking out on the people and she's not smiling. She's very, she's got like a, a very neutral look on her face. It's not, she's not are, frowning, yeah. she's just neutral. And so this, this idea of this white Mary that's in Toledo is, is about like, it is the, the perfect example of the nurturing relationship between mother and child. The touching, the, the, the connecting, right? They're both touching each other. It isn't one way. That we can oh, yeah. reach out and touch each other, um, so beautiful. Like it really is such a beautiful part of of her archetype and mother, the mother archetype in general.
1: Well, I think this is a really important conversation, actually, because coming off of COVID, right? Like, mm-hmm. a lot of us are like wanton of touch, right? Like we didn't have it, like you know, and so like there is this like people are deprived of like true like intimate touch and i'm not talking about sexual touch you know cuz you know I'm not about... sex.
0: <laughs> a little george michael there um but yes <laughs> sorry you know and um, you know what ha- what happens is every time you do see somebody in person yeah like there it, it's almost not almost it is magical when you have a chance to hug somebody that you haven't seen in 18 months like I saw that you, I, you were with the Rate My Agent team. Yes. And the photo, I mean, you could you could feel the energy. Yeah. Through the photos because you're like, they're together. And, and there, I think it was funny because you were with the team that you've been working with for so long, but it's, it's the first time in almost two years you are actually in their presence.
1: Oh yeah. Like, and it's, I mean, it was so weird to see like someone's like profile. i like, oh my God. I've seen a robot before, you know, like just like this flat 2D, you know, like, like you look really different, <laughs> you know, it's just, oh, it was cool. really, it was really cool. Right. But like, you know, and, and for me, this also relates to Reiki, right. Like actual healing touch. Right. Mm, but, yeah. um, you know, it's also like, it's just this idea of like when we are truly showing up for someone, not being afraid. To actually hold hands, you know, mm. to, you know, you know, and again, this is very, this is very, I, there you go, very um, hard professionally, right? Because it's like, well, where are the boundaries? Everyone has different things, right? But we really, as humans, um, you know, we, we, it's, it's part of how we're wired, you know, and so maybe it's not something that's for work, you know, for Raymond Agent, we're all, we're all huggers, right? So we're all in there and just loving on each other. And it was just awesome. We're friends too, right? Um, you know, mm. and Lori and, and Chase are, are two of my best friends for like years and years and years. And so we get to work together, you know, but, um, but I, I don't think, I think we need to really start having that conversation around touch again. I mean, and what that means and, and hold hands, <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm pers- imagining at
0: Inman, there being like buttons, like I'm accepting hugs.
1: Shit, I will be covered. I'll be like in that movie. What's that movie? Um, Office where they have like she's got the um the, the flare. with flair. I will have like flair. I'll have yeah. it like all over.
0: Totally. Um, uh, you know, it's so funny because with with the Woman Up initiative, one of the things that that um we started right away was having buttons.
1: Okay. Yes. Buttons. I know. I have a button here.
0: We, you know, like, and we have buttons every year. Right. And, and even during the virtual. Right. We had a we had a virtual button. People could uh, like like an actual physical button in the swag shop. Like we have oh. physical buttons that people can buy in the way uh, because that there is a, a whole subculture about that. But there but I'm, I'm actually not kidding. Like I think that we need either, you know, bands. Oh, by the way, Beth, if you're watching, I did get my my um, red thread. And so I have the one from you, Molly.
1: Hmm. I have
0: yours and I have Beth's. Oh, I love it. Yes. Um, but, the, yeah, but having some sort of representation. We need, yeah, I know, right. Um, we're going to need some sort of representation that helps people understand, like, what we're comfortable with. Right? Whether, yeah. like, not everyone's going to wear a T-shirt. But no. but I'll wear a button that said, you know, hu- hugs welcome. Or, you know, yeah. like, elbow bumps is as far as I'm, uh, uh, you know, as as much as I'm comfortable with. But we do need to have something like that so that people have... An idea of what they you know what you're comfortable with um yeah but i think some level of touching you know even it like like a, a hip bump Boop.
1: yeah well i mean i think that's it you know figure it out. But i think we're coming into a, a weird part of our world right now with COVID and with all of the things that are still happening with it that that's something oh. that we need to address right and mm-hmm. but also understand you know for those who are living alone or who you know that how important it actually It actually is the healing touch, right? And so, Mm. and even empowering yourself to, you know, like we've talked about the tapping before and, you know, like the self-love and the hugging yourself and, you know, the self massage, you know, like I self massage my feet all the time when I need energy, like that really charges me up, Yes, you know, but like, Mm. add some wild
0: orange if you haven't done that yet.
1: Oh, on the feet?
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, girl, that sounds nice. Yes. You sound well, you, you have a, like you a really like funny look on your face when you're saying that.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it so much. I love having, I love having my feet touched, but I do not like touching other people's feet.
1: Well, that's not really fair.
0: It's really weird. Yeah. I, it's, <laughs> they, it, unless they're like freshly cleaned.
1: That's like my daughter. My, daughter, so. my daughter. my daughter's the same way. She's like, Get your, your foot is like too close to me. I'm like, honey, it's actually like two feet away. It's too close. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like fresh out of the pool or the tub, totally fine. But like once you've like <laughs> walked on the earth, they got to be cleaned first. Oh, be clean.
1: shoot. <laughs> That's, That's
0: funny. <laughs> How I did know. we get talking about this? Anyways, anyways, uh,
1: talked about vagina and feet in one night. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, you know
0: what? That's what spilling the tea is all about. Uh, <laughs> I don't quite know. What, I don't quite know what to say uh, beyond <laughs> that. But I I was thinking about the um the idea of the this red threading this connecting all of these aspects of the mother right together and that that you don't being a mother to others doesn't necessarily only fall to those who are identify as female
1: oh i totally agree with
0: that and what's so interesting, like, I, I can remember, actually, I was just talking to my girlfriend the other day, and she was sharing these stories of of her son, who he he loves to bake for his neighbor, for their neighbors.
1: Oh, I love him. I wish I was his neighbor.
0: Right? And and, and I was, like, oohing and aahing. She's, like, I, like, you think it's okay? I'm, like, oh, God, hell
1: yes. Yes, it's more like, than this okay. This is it's what we need to ever. release.
0: Like, this is beautiful that he has this talent that he has, that he wants to nurture other people with this Mm. talent of making these, like, I don't, I can't remember, it was like some sort of muffin that he was like, like, all in love with making. But I was like, this is, continue to nurture this, please. Do not make him feel shameful for wanting to mm-hmm. bake things for the people in his neighborhood like that is beautiful like continue to honor it and celebrate it and go with him to make the deliveries like wherever and she was like okay she's like okay all right I will I will and, and, and I think without her saying this I'm, so I'm telling a story right now I think that, that maybe her husband was a little uncomfortable with it
1: mm-hmm.
0: like it's not very manly right that whole like the machismo mm-hmm. thing and and I think that, uh, that that's the, uh, like machismo or machoism is kind of the, the opposite side of misogyny, right? It's like the, the hating of men who want to tap into their divine feminine energy and the hating of women, you know, simply for being women, but like this hatred of people not being what their preconceived notion is of a mother or a nurturer. And so I, I want to make sure that before we end, we remind those who are listening, like you might have... Men in your life or people who identify with a, a higher level of divine feminine energy who who really nurture you and mm. don't be afraid to thank them for that, right? Honor that nurturing spirit, honor the fact that they are a compassionate witness to all the luscious layers of who you are.
1: That's it. Because the feminine rises in each of us, right? Mm, yes, yes. It's not just the women.
0: Yes, totally. Okay. So I know that, um, of course, as everybody who has read the book knows, uh, Sophie Bashford has a meditation at the end of every one of her, well, at the end of most chapters, I think I'm, I'm thinking now, I don't want to say every cause, but there, at the okay. end of Mary's chapter, there is a meditation called releasing tears. And I know that you wanted to read what it talks about, mother says straight to our heart as we meditate out. Are you ready to do that?
1: Let's do it. So let's first ground and center. So let's find uh, our sitting bones and feel the weight in the seat. Imagining from the spinal cord, a very deep root burrowing deep into the earth, connecting, maybe extending roots outside from from this tap root so that we are grounded and centered into Gaia, Mother Earth. Breathing fully in. And breathing fully out. Now slowly begin to imagine yourself walking to a water's edge. And from this water's edge, I'll begin the reading. Mother Mary has, has you pause here at the water's edge for a few moments. You can stay here as long as you wish. And when you are ready, Mother Mary takes your hand and leads you gently into the waters, which are sparkling with radiant divine light and love. You let the waters lap and lick your at your body. The further you enter and deeper you immerse yourself in these waters, the more open you become to releasing your deeply buried emotions. Enter the pool only as far as you feel comfortable. Make sure that you pause to absorb fully the divine support that is here for you. If you are crying, see your tears flowing into the waters to be released for all time. A drop of water returning to the ocean. Mary Mother says straight to your heart, woman, your tears shall heal the world. You are releasing yourself from eons of suppressed feminine emotions. You are weeping for your own healing and transformation. You are weeping for the women of the world living or past. You are weeping for the grief-stricken collective feminine psyche. Thank you for your tears. I shall hold them in sacrament and bless them eternally. You can let this pain go. It is no longer a part of your energy field You are releasing heavy burdens and clearing deep channels of feminine wisdom through letting these tears flow. Never be afraid or ashamed of your tears. They have an energy that is holy, wise, and purposeful, and come when they are needed. Now imagine Mother Mary bathing you in these holy waters. She brings you back to the water's edge wraps you in a cloak of vibrant blue and shows you the path back. Mm. Let's slowly begin to lengthen those breaths, breathing in deeply, filling the belly, the lungs. Big exhale, releasing with a sigh out the mouth, letting it go. (sighs) And
0: open Mm. your eyes. So good. Right? Mm.
1: Sophie Bashford, bringing it home.
0: Yes. Well, and so I always love to share a little bit of something that happens to me when we do these things. And one of the things that I have been imagining, and it's appropriate because, of course, we're in Leo season, uh, is as I'm releasing the breath through my mouth, I actually imagine, like, I have this lion head. And I'm, like, roaring the breath out of my mouth. Oh, that's so I, good! Like I feel it, I see it. Um, Lion's Gate in eight eight is coming up, so it is uh, a week from this Sunday, and there is you know there are so many biblical references to the lion, uh, the lion of Judah, uh, relating Jesus with with the lion, and so many beautiful like just so much symbology. Yeah. with the lion and so for those of you who are you know like the the geekery of researching all of this and you've never heard of lion's gate that's your that's your homework for go this down week. the rabbit
1: hole friends <laughs> go down the rabbit hole
0: i have some of the most Geek. amazing like the the white lion with the gold just bursting i mean it's just it's so beautifully uh, represents kind of the the spiritual walk, right? The connecting of this beautiful Jesus that I met as a child, and how my relationship with him has grown into these, with these beautiful golden threads of all of these other lessons and learnings and unlearnings of things that may made him a bit smaller, or or you know, kind of deconstructed really who he was. And I'm loving that process. And so like, I think about Lionsgate in so many different aspects, right? Obviously, this beautiful energy, um, but also in honoring this lion that, who, that I am, of course, as a Leo, but that uh, the, this amazing Jesus, who I love and am such a disciple of his ways, how like there is so much representative of that in, in who he is and who he was, right? You know? Mm-hmm had the, the slow and steady walk, what roared and flipped those tables when the mofos needed it.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I like the conversation of the yes and, right? It's not an exclusive conversation. It's a, it's, they're pieces of a puzzle. Um, yes. For me, right? Um, yes. Which yes. I, I love yeah. that, the unlearning piece too, right? Mm, and I so love it good. when you put a piece of a, you know, when you, I, I, I'm a puzzler. So right, when you get your, 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 the last piece in, you have to tap, tap integrate it yes you know? find the All right position job, you know you get oh that my gosh and you're yes. like, oh. you know
0: yes and and i like uh it was uh, wedding singer Do you ever see yes. that that movie I, clearly <laughs> i love sandler. movies for those of you who don't know me personally uh when adam sandler is talking to uh, drew barrymore about like having the perfect partner as the person who like lets you have the window seat
1: when mm. you want to see what's
0: out there, like mm-hmm. I feel that way about Andrew because he always lets me put the last piece in the puzzle.
1: <laughs> wow, he's a cat.
0: Like there's, there's no, there's no question. He's just, you know, like he, he like offers it up, like, here it is. He
1: just like won, like won me over. Like he was, he was already like here. Now he's like, you know,
0: that's awesome. I love it. Oh, well, if he's not watching now, then I'm sure he'll watch the replay because he always loves these conversations. And of course, as a very curious, open-minded man, he loves to know what we're talking about. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, really, how many, how many husbands get to hear these kind of conversations between their wife and, and their, their best friends? Not very yeah, many. Right. So cool. Yeah. All right, everyone. Oh my goodness. Of course we could talk for hours and hours and hours, but of course we want to um have you back next week. So next week, let's look. <laughs> like we swear we 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 won't go into two hours. Okay, next week, ooh, is Quan Yin, who I know that you oh. do like you yes. love you love you some kuan yin so next I week do. chapter three we are going to be talking about uh, obviously molly knows a lot more about her than i do so i am looking forward to settling into to student next week as well as all of you so read chapter three learn about Quan yin do your research outside the book as always come with your questions mm-hmm. comments we love to hear that stuff before during and after uh until next week thank you so much for joining us everyone Bye, bye. Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a lens for focus, a place to uncover the opportunities that abound, and create a moment to embrace grace and gratitude as we celebrate the beauty that is swirling all around us. To connect with us, head on over to our current collaboration site. MoxieOnFire.com and sign up for updates. That's MoxieOnFire.com. Let's all go forth and lead with love, trust, and faith.